This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based channel championship team. What up? This is Myron and this is episode 36 of the Rye Bread and Mustard A Mariners podcast, a alternative underground secret society back alley underbelly speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners. We're doing this live and direct well, at least live as in live and in person here at the Channel Marker Pub and Grill in Edmonds. I've uh, never been here before. We'll get more into that when the episode starts. I'm doing this intro just right after we wrap this episode. Uh, today on this episode, we are talking about the sweep that just went down to open up the road trip in Detroit. That's right. The Mariners have swept all three of the games. If you don't wake up early enough to know that we just played a three-game series in the East Coast, all is forgiven. This is pretty much like the last week of the summer, especially if you live in the Northwest. Um, but it's been a fun, fun week. Uh, and the Mariners are going to be right back here after they head to Cleveland. Yes, we just played Cleveland last weekend, but we are headed into Cleveland for big three-game series. And then we'll be back here on Labor Day to play against the Chicago White Sox and kick off a three-game series. And on that Monday that I'm just talking about here, of that first game of that three-game series against the White Sox, we are going to be down at Tacos and Tequila on Occidental, just about 100 yards away from T-Mobile Park. We're going to be there for the pre- and post-game, doing two shows down there that day. So come on down. Maybe some free giveaways. Maybe, uh, maybe it's time to cheers some white claws to the summer and to the success of the seattle mariners again thank you for liking subscribing and you know just getting the message out about the rye bread and mustard podcast lots of good things happening for us and we can't thank you enough for the support keep it coming also if you're like man you know what we're seeing the success you have but listen i can get a lot more success than you right now I want to start my own podcast, and I want to put this in your face, Myron. Well, look, listen, 
I'm going to help you out. You can just scroll down in the show notes because after you listen to the show, you might be like, what the fuck just happened? The show notes will kind of recap what we were trying to do. Well, if you just scroll down and you click on the link at the bottom, it will take you right to Buzzsprout. And listen, that's where we started this podcast. That's where we've grown this podcast from. I can't say any more about it. So, you know, like I said, if you're like, listen, man, I'm about to knock you off your pedestal, then go right to that link and make it happen. There's also, look, a $20 gift card waiting for you. You can live off of that, I don't know, for, I don't know, half a year or something like that. Anyways, that's a better deal than I got when I wanted to start a podcast. So go on down, scroll down, hit that link. Get yourself going. Anyways, anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of the way. Uh, like, literally get out of the way. They're about to start a, a dart and pool tournament right here. Um, yeah, this is episode 36 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast that starts right now. All right, just like the intro said... Not to be redundant, but we are here in lovely, lovely Edmonds, Washington, just north of Seattle. We are down here at the Edmonds Landing, right next to the ferry boat service that goes to Kingston, uh, Washington. Yes, travel the state. We're here. We're, you know, we're proponents, right, Hannah, of, of uh, getting out and seeing the state here in Washington. And you know what? What a better place to wait we're the ferry and taking a game, whether it's football, whether it's soccer, whether it's hockey, but especially Mariners action, which our podcast is all about. You're going to come right here to the, what's this place called? The Channel Marker. The Channel Marker. I did not forget what it was called because I also know that it is also a pub and grill. It's the Channel Marker Pub and Grill. Awesome place. They got flat screens. They got pool tables. They got video games. They got pinball. They got pole tabs. They got t-shirts. They got tank tops. And let me tell you something. Maybe some of the best chicken wings I've had. Very plump. Very moist. Just, just good, good things. I think you had a. Would you have a, a some sort of roast beef sandwich there? Yeah, with au jus. It was au good. jus, au jus, getting, getting very, very fancy in here. All right, so this is episode thirty-six. Just like the intro said, uh, we're happy to be here. I mean, I've been to Edmonds uh, many a times. My girlfriend has taken me all around here. We're usually in cozier places like Rory's and maybe the Cove over there. So this is the first time I've actually been to... Yeah, I mean, it's just off the, it's just off the, uh, you know, the coast there. Yeah, and it is great to be here again. We are here at the Channel Marker, and here comes our, here comes our another round. There you go. All right, so it is time to start the show. We're celebrating. It's a Thursday night. It is just right after the, uh, well, hours after the Mariners have completed another sweep, their ninth sweep of the season over the Detroit Tigers. You know, when you looked at the schedule recently, you're like, these are the games that we have to have. Why do we have to have them? Because these are the teams that we should be beating and we took care of business, right, Hanno? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Detroit is not a very good club. Um, they've gotten beat up in the Central this year by most of the other teams. And these are ones you want to, you know, steal the extra win, not 
not only win the series, but sweep them. Yeah, and, you know, at the end of the year, if you're looking down the schedule, the last four games are with the team, with this team um, from Detroit. They were supposed to open the season, right, with Detroit, but now uh, those are the last four games. So going in and sweeping them makes you feel like, gosh, that's... They got to do this again when they're here in Seattle, and they're going to need that because this is a. We're in the middle of a tough race. We're down to what about thirty one, thirty two games left. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I was thinking the same thing. You know, the final four games of the year against Detroit, and that just almost seems like a gift. You know, last year we finished against Anaheim, and they were having a rough year, but they took it to us. But having uh, Detroit finish out the final four, like I said, is a gift, and I look forward to that. Yeah, and they're just a, not a team that you know hits those plus fastballs, and they're not good at sliders, and you know that fall right into the Mariners hands because that's what they do they like to throw the gas and they like to throw sliders you know uh, and Detroit's like a, a team that likes to chase sliders like a fat man going through you know the grocery store in the middle of the night looking for those frozen white castles that's what a Detroit hitter looks like and uh, yeah it is awesome not awesome but it seems very it just seems you know very friendly that we finish the season with them with the you know final four games but also it does seem like one of those very seattle-esque moments where we're like we should have it you cannot overlook what's going to happen at the end of the season we can't just expect these things you got to remember we are seattle mariners fans it's not going to be you know a time to celebrate until we can actually clinch this playoff spot but i do feel a little bit better after what i saw here especially going with the matchups here between the tigers and the mariners the world series where a pitch is not just a pitch it's a world series pitch where a hit is not just a hit it's a world series hit a win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball favor, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. It was a great series. I mean, the M's put up a lot of runs. They hit the long ball. They hit with runners in scoring position. And they pitched well. So, you know, this is exactly what you want out of your Mariners team going into another tough series to see if they can back up what they did last weekend at home versus Cleveland, now on the road and facing them. Let's break down these three games really quickly. Let's start. So let's start with game one. What did you see, Hannah? Why don't you give me the breakdown of this game? This, uh, you know, seemed like a very heavy-handed offensive outburst. Absolutely. I mean, we started getting on them early, which is always good. You know, we had home runs from France, Cal, and Santana. Um, we had seven. We had over seven hits in the third inning as we batted around and scored six. Right. And like I said, you know, we won nine to three. Kirby was fantastic. He went five. I mean, he just carved them up. He carved them up. He thought it was November already, carving that damn turkey up there on his hip. No, this was an amazing uh, pitching performance. Dominant. It didn't even seem competitive. Absolutely, you know, and he was on his pitch count kind of like he is. 
And they were able to get Chris Flexen in, who hasn't pitched in over uh, like 10, 10 days or Huge. so, and got four innings and earned the save. Huge. And we have to keep him. I know we've been saying this privately and on text. We have to keep this guy involved. He's, you know, uh, going into this game, he hadn't pitched a lot. Uh, he's used to starting. This is a guy who only has a three and a half, you know, ERA. He's been our dog. Last year, he was our dog. Last year, he was our dog. A year ago, he was our dog. And the only reason he isn't our dog right now is because look at the front end of our rotation. Uh, they put him in the bullpen because they thought he could adjust better than maybe Marco would um, and not taking it so much as a demotion, but another opportunity to, you know, help the team win. We got him in there. He, you know, it wasn't the most impressive, uh, you know, performance, but nonetheless, it's it's keeping him sharp, and I think that's very important and very vital to keep him sharp. I'd like to see him get a start, but nonetheless, that was pretty cool to see him end the game that way. Yeah, and another thing, you know, he he met he met his uh, vesting option for innings pitched this year, you and, know. And explain a vesting option. I know what a vesting option is, but let's ex- just explain this for the casual fuck out so there. So he had an eight million dollar vesting option um, for innings. Uh, for this year in 2022, the way it was written out, he either had to uh, pitch 120 in, or uh, excuse me, he either had to pitch 150 innings in 22, or 300 innings between 21 and year 22. So he ended up last year with 179 and three quarter innings, and then this year he needed just 120 and a third to match that. Going into this game, he was just like an inning or a or so off from that, and he was able to, you know, make it happen. So his base salary the last two years has been 2.3 million for an average of 4.6, mm-hmm. and so with him pitching over 300 innings in those two years he was able to now get his vesting option for next year at eight million dollars a year it's a pretty hefty um bump and pay for him yeah copy and i were talking about this the other day and we also think this is just such an awesome you know uh look for the organization on top of what it means for flex and what it what it says. I mean, could you imagine if you were on an organization like the Oakland A's and this was a situation? They're not. They're not vesting you. They're gonna. They're gonna ship you out. They're gonna ice you out. Other organizations are gonna do that. The Mariners said, "Hey, this is one of our guys. This is one of our cores of our team. Let's make sure he gets these incentives. You know, to to uh, he reaches these. You know." Uh, well, yeah, when he re- reached his vesting goal, you could see it was like in the seventh or eighth inning. He got those outs, and you could see how the whole team and everybody on the team knew what was happening, and they were pumped for him. Hell yeah, he's buying drinks, man. He is he is buying drinks and food on the way to Cleveland, which they're headed to today. But yeah, just going back to game one really quickly. Lots of home runs. Uh, yeah, the, you'd like to see him manufacture a little bit more runs, but w- are you going to complain? If you put up nine runs on the board, I don't care how the fuck you do it. I'm happy with it. W- look, and again, I think one of the biggest things was seeing two people hit home runs in these games that were pretty impressive. Ty France, again, back-to-back games. So we had the big home run on uh, Sunday afternoon, which 
took him out of his slump. Yeah, I know he had a single before that, but that towering home run was a big deal. And to see him jump right on a ball here again in the next game for his 16th home run was huge. Also, good to see Carlos Santana hit a home run. Also from the right side, which I can't remember if he has hit a home run on the right side for the Mariners or not, but I, I personally have not seen it myself that yeah. I can remember. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And these home runs were tape measure shots in Detroit. That's a Bomb. big yard, and they were crushed. They were. and They were that, no cheapies. No, they went over the little Caesars thing that was making me hungry as fuck, which was making me just crave some crazy bread. I was going crazy for crazy bread, okay? You know, I'm, I'm laying off the carbs right now, but I almost went there and asked for the old school foot long, uh, not foot long, the four foot uh, little Caesars, remember that used to come in like, and it was a three-footer. It was like a yard. It was came in the yard yeah. with the butcher's paper. God, those were good days. Anyways, you know, and also we saw Cal, Cal Raleigh. Uh, we also saw Cal get out there and get his 19th home run. And the thing about Cal, he hadn't hit home run a little bit, but you know once he hits that first one, in a game or two, he's going to hit a couple of more. That's just kind of how he's been doing things. Yeah, and to finish off with game one, um, Everybody in the starting lineup ended up with a hit except for Winker, who went 0 for 5. Oh, but big surprise. Happens. Sorry. But everybody, <laughs> everybody, you know, the lineup batted through, like I said, in the, in the uh, sixth inning. We got seven hits, six runs. So it was a positive game, and the game was never in doubt. Which was a fucking relief. Absolutely. I mean, a tough series with Cleveland. No, it was just nice to get that cupcake with Detroit after a four-game series with Cleveland where the game's really tight. Yeah, second game in the series, you know, you had Marco on the bump. Um, he, he was kind of rough the first two innings. Yeah, and he settled, he settled in there. I know his pitch count got a little, a little extreme there right off the bat, but he seemed to settle down. It seemed like a very normal Marco uh, performance, a plus Marco performance where he keeps the runs under four, gives you what, like six innings or was it five, six six innings? innings. The M scored early again in this game to start off with the Eugenio Suarez home run to give him the two nothing lead. But, you know, like we said, Marco struggled a little bit, gave it right back and the uh, Tigers got to a 3-2 lead going into the later innings. And also, yes, we this was a quality win. I know that it's against the Tigers, you know, a very inferior team to the Mariners, but guess what? They're all major league players. They're going to go out there, and it's always going to be tough. Sometimes these other teams are going to come out there and play to their potential. This was one of them, uh, and, uh, you know, we got some big contributions from the end of the lineup that game. Toro again with the late inning, um, you know, home run. And uh, it's good to see that Toro's back. This is his first series back. Um, he's looked like he's went down there and used that, you know, minor league time very wisely. We've heard some good reports about him. It's good to see him back because this time last year, he was a very, very dependable guy that we did lean on for this end of the lineup magic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Toro's hit like seven home runs of his of of his ten, I believe, in the seventh inning or later. Um, another big play in the game was, which could have gotten out of reach even further, but Mitch Haniger played a nice play in right field. Absolutely, the ball hit down the line. Um, Haniger came up, did his Haniger thing, spun, and threw a strike 
to Adam Frazier, who put the tag on and it was never in doubt. And speaking of Adam Frazier, just want to give him an awesome rye bread mustard shout out. Moved over, played shortstop for the first time in his major league career, right? Which is pretty, pretty uh, mind boggling. But then think about the guys that he also played in the middle infield with and the teams he played on. Went over, he's been doing a lot of work. You know, uh, Crawford was out. He's been playing short. He's been playing second. He's played outfield. He's still pretty steady swinging the bat. Um, I know in game three he got a day off. Well-deserved. Big triple, which ended up you know, setting up the extra run in that big Toro home run and just really set the tone there late in the game. Yes, and I don't want to forget, I have to mention this in this Marco game, the second game of the series. Marco went six innings, but that bullpen came up strong again. Yep, Munoz. With Munoz, Swanson, and Seawald each going an inning, and all of them striking out two guys each in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. The Los Bomberos were Mui Calahente. That is right. It looked really good. I mean, again, Ben don't break in the last inning with Seawald, but that's our guy. Got a 17th save. Swanson with the hold. Munoz with the hold. Throwing gas out there. You know, in between, um, you know, those three guys in those three innings, we're looking at six strikeouts. So that's two strikeouts a fucking inning. I'll take it. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. Yeah, and then going into today, today, you know, you're wanting to get greedy, you're wanting to sweep, and having a oh yeah, and they ought to be if we got to get up or 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 uh, you know put our meetings and things aside to check out this ten in the morning game out there in Detroit. Morning baseball, you gotta love it. Love it. We had Gilbert on the mound who got his first recorded win. First recorded win in the win column since before the All-Star break. Yeah, in like two months. You're right. Yeah, so it was. I know that's got to feel good. He came out there just unhittable today here in game three. What, nine strikeouts and six innings. He also, uh, you know, kept his pitch count way down, which is something that we want to see out of him and Kirby especially because this, this is their first full season's of uh, pitching here in the major league. I know Logan was out there last year, but this is higher stakes. And, you know, going down the stretch, you know, if we happen to get to the playoffs, you know, it's usually based on a three-man rotation. Maybe that could be different this year. But I think there is some competition with him and Kirby because Kirby's like the new darling, just like Logan was last year. I know I know. to start off the year, we were talking Cy Young for Logan, and he, you know, to be fair, he fell off. His location over the plate hasn't been, you know, as, you know, pinpoint. But the velocity's up. And, you know, with a team like the Tigers, he knew he, sh- he could go out there and just pound the ball. And he took care of business. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, he, he uh, tied his career high in strikeouts with nine. He pinpointed his fastball today. And he was able to give over secondary pitches, throwing that splitter, or excuse me, slider, and getting it over for a strike. And then, you know... The hometown kid making his debut. Boyd. Out of Eastside Catholic, Matt Boyd coming off the injured reserve and in Tacoma. Um, 
getting one inning for the Mariners scoreless, after uh, hitless, Gilbert. Scoreless, clean, great to have him on the team. Cool guy, you know, Rick Riz uh, had a lot of good things to say about him. Morosi, I was listening to him. I didn't know a lot about this guy, but besides him just being like a real avid, you know, Mariners fan, him and his wife doing all this great stuff to stop, you know, the sex slave trade over in Africa, opening orphanage, just seems like a really awesome guy to have around. I heard he's very got the gift of gab. Cool dude. Glad to have him on the team. He's part of the, uh, you know, roster expansion, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And, yeah, I did say stopping the sex, uh, sex slave trade, which was the first time I've ever heard that talked about on a uh, baseball broadcast by an announcer. Shout out for, to Rick Riz about that. I also heard that on 710 Today from Morosi. Uh, just seems like a really cool story. Um, <laughs> bit of a weird segue, but yeah, we also got to see Brash up there, um, you know, and he was pitching in Detroit. He's from Ontario. He had a lot of family in there, so it was good to see him to go out there, pitch a clean inning, couple of strikeouts, and of course, Penn coming in to close it on out. Mariners win. Seven to nothing. Again, the offense was on fire today. Absolutely. I mean, the M's hit two more home runs with J-Rod getting on the board and France hitting his second in the series. You know, of the month of August, the Mariners have had 39 home runs, second in the AL, Ooh. only to the Angels. Oh. And after the All-Star break, you know, we've talked about wanting the Mariners to get more uh, runs with men in scoring position and then also not just relying on the long ball. But they really have 49% of their offense since the All-Star break has came from the long ball. Damn it. They should have been 1% better and made it fucking half, Hanno. Well, here's another crazy stat I found. that The M's have hit the second most home runs of any visiting team in Comerica Park this year. I mean, the M's aren't even in the Central, and they have the second most home runs against Detroit in their park. <laughs> wow. So they had a great series. Seven home runs for them. They, they hit the ball. Yeah, they play their Mariner-type game in the second game. But other than that, they just boat raced them. They boat raced them. We got three games uh, from them taking care of business. Again, the ninth. Put this in your pipe and smoke it. The ninth sweep of the Mariner season. We've swept somebody nine times. Unbelievable. And don't forget about just the hitting. The Mariners starters the last 15 have had a 2.33 ERA. They've only walked 14 guys with 90 Ks and given up four home runs. That is the best that I can remember a Mariner pitching staff throwing in our lifetime. We're looking good. And, you know, we say look at all these home runs. We're talking about them. We're talking about a Julio bomb. You know, what's he hit? Two, three, two, at least two home runs since he signed this big contract. You know, a lot of people, when they sign these contracts, press afterwards because, you know, a lot of people are like, well, we gave you all this money. Now you owe us. Now you fucking owe us every day, every at bat. Of course, that's not going to happen, but Julio definitely answering, you know, the, the billing of this. Yeah. I mean, he's a generational player. Um, he, he, you see things that he does that you don't see every day from a player of his age, how long he's played. I mean, he's fun to watch. He is. And another home run here today that needs to be talked about. Ty France. Look, another home run. So since Sunday, counting Sunday, 
three home runs in the last four games. His average is back up to 284. Uh, it, trending in the right direction, whether he was hurt or not or whatever. Again, he's he's on that diet. He's laying off them sliders like a fat guy. I love it. Absolutely. You know, after going 0 for 21, the Parmesan uh, gave us the stats last episode. You had two hits in that game for, uh, Sunday, followed by going three for four Friday. I mean... I believe he's like eight for his last sixteen. Yeah, he's he's doing it, and uh, you know today also it was good to see Caselli. Yeah, you're like, who the fuck is this? That's our backup catcher. That's the guy's up for Terence, knocking in uh, two runs, and of course Toro coming in with the RBI. Crawford back out there playing a full game after the injury. But I do want to say one of the cooler moments in today's game. Yes, I know where you're going. Where am I going? You're going to Spider-Man Sam. Spider-Man Sam. Sam Haggerty. If you have not seen this catch that he, okay, he almost made that got taken away from him. We're going to go to break. You go check that out. Press pause. So you know what we're talking about, and we'll be right back. Hey, Richie, there's a couple guys here to see you. Well, what can I do for you guys? Your name's Zisk? Yeah, that's right. Who are you guys? We're uh, from Chicago. Yeah, I noticed your uh, white socks. So, what do you want? We understand you're pretty good with a bat. Yeah, I uh, do okay. How about maybe tonight you strike out a few times? You know, maybe uh, pop up. What do you say? Oh, I'm sorry, gentlemen. I couldn't possibly do that. I'm a mariner. We're back here at the Channel Marker in Edmonds. And, like, listen, like we were saying here, we're watching it here on the replay, actually, right now. We're going to get into Sam Haggerty's almost catch. Hannah, why don't you tell us what happened today in the game? Well, you know, at first glance, watching it live, I thought he made the catch. You know, the umpire called him out after he flew in a couple rows into the stands, made the catch, and sprung back off the netting he did. He did. into the field of play. I thought it was a catch. So did everybody else. Uh, you know, and at that point in the game, it seemed kind of strange for, you know, A.J. Hinch to want to review on it because the game was out of hand. But honestly, I am so glad he did. And, of course, the result didn't happen in our favor. But I thought it brought more attention to how cool of a moment that was. Absolutely. I mean, that ball, how it just, you know, ricocheted off the netting before it reached his glove. That was hard to see. And... <laughs> It was very, it was incredible. I, I mean, I've always thought Sam Haggerty was ha Sam Swaggerty, a great player. Yeah. And Had a I, lot of respect for him. You know, he's a spark plug. He's going to do he things is. for us. But man, he flew in there balls to the wall. Even after the game, Scott uh, Service said, if that net wasn't there, he would have died. <laughs> he would have. You know, it reminds me of when Jeter, you know, had his famous uh, dive in the old Yankee Stadium. And if you're watching that documentary, you see how fucked up he got from that and how, uh, like, you know, lucky he was that he only got that fucked up. Yeah, he 
something bad would happen. Like we told you, go do your homework. Watch this scene. It is pretty insane. And I mean, he bounced off of that. It reminded me of, you know, when you'd go to the circus and see the acrobats and they would hit that net and just bounce. Oh, my God. And he's also very lucky. You know, he didn't fall back on his neck or his head because when he goes off of that net and it, it, it like literally shoots him it, off. It catapulted Yeah, him it catapulted it. Uh, you know, it, it, it definitely did. It, it, but his cleat caught one of those parts of the net, so the holes in the net. Yeah, he was like a and, fish stuck in the net. Yeah, he was like a fish stuck in the net. And, you know, luckily he's just, you know, very nimble and kind of caught himself there. And, yes, they, you know, the, the game got stopped. They were replaying it. It brought a lot of attention to him. And, you know, this couldn't be better with the Mariners having the, you know, swaggerty swag, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, the headband night here coming up for uh, swaggerty. Oh, really? Yes, that's, that's coming up. Yes, they're, you know, his trademark, uh, you know, headband or what, I don't know if it's a headband or what, what it is, but it just holds his hair up. It looks very it like, yeah, it looks like he's he's out hiking, you know, yeah, he's <laughs> or surfer. something. Yeah, he's out hiking, surfer. You know, uh, again, he's also from uh, the Detroit area. So another, you know, moment at home for all of these guys, Brash, Boyd, Haggerty. They all had a good time in Detroit. But now we're moving on. Well, no, no, we're not because the call ups just happened. It's, you know, September 1st. So we're going to get into that right now and, you know, talk a little bit of, uh, you know, about who's coming up and. Some of the backlash, you know, that uh, the fans or social media or maybe even a certain player has to say about it right after this. So Lou Pinella has started snacking on Sun Giant almonds. Why is that, Lou? Why not? Is it the crisp, fresh taste or is there a more profound reason why you do? Why I do what? Why you love Sun Giant almonds, why you serve them to your guests, why you're nibbling on Sun Giant dry roasted almonds right now. America wants to know why. Why? Why should I settle for peanuts? There's something good under the sun, Sun Giant almonds. So we're back here at the channel marker the channel marker pub and grill pub and don't forget the pub and grill here at the Edmonds landing to the kingston ferry awesome place uh there's a big uh, pool tournament going on here and a dart tournament we're trying to stay out of the way uh hopefully there are no injuries here yeah, we're kind of in the crossfire we are we? here in the crossfire um so we were talking about the call-ups i know that we you know talked about that on the last episode or the episode before yeah, excuse me on 34 34- pretty dead nuts right on it it was they? it was you you were right i i called for two hitters i t- called for two offensive players and you said it's going to be a pitcher and an offensive player. You were right, but I do have to say this: with the other injuries, uh, we did call up more than one offensive player. But that has to do with uh, Dylan Moore being on the IL. And hey, I was going to give you credit for that. I agree. He definitely. You know, we got two hitters and a pitcher because of injuries. So we're we're both on. Uh, you were, we're both you, calling it. You out. were right. I I was close to right due to due to circumstances, but. The big call-ups, we did not see uh, Kyle Lewis. We did not see Terrence. And we did not see Jared Kelnick. um, You know, and 
right now, Abraham Toro's up. He's he's had a good series. He had a really good series, and you know maybe he's in direct competition with who they did call up as an offensive player, which is Tremel, or you know in competition with Haggerty or uh, Dylan Moore. You know if we make the playoffs for that, uh, you know that utility spot. Uh, I think I think that you might have a race right there. Um, possibly we'll see how that all works out but yeah again taylor Tremel and uh boyd were called up uh boyd wasn't so much of a, a mystery i mean we traded for him and caselli it was kind of laid out once he was healthy he was gonna you know join the mariners he was also in detroit doing a bullpen the other day before he was activated so it was kind of like a, a teaser right we kind we kind of we kind of knew he was coming yeah, I mean, the reason I kind of called out Boyd and thought he might be one of the guys that would be brought up for September was, one, we didn't have any left-hand pitching in the bullpen. Two, you know, last year, in my opinion, our bullpen st- started to get a little tired in September. Yeah, it they did. pitched a lot more, so I thought, yeah, why not? Even though we know they're a strength of our team, but just to give them a little more firepower towards the end of the season here. And, you know... He's been a very serviceable pitcher in the big leagues. Yeah, I mean, they were throwing Tyler Anderson out there, what, like seven times and four? No, I mean, and but seriously, like guys like Seawald last year were running on fumes. We were siphoning gas out of cars out there on Occidental. To, Munoz came yeah. in after his first uh his first time being back after arm surgery last year, you know, from Tommy John. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, and getting thrown right in the fire. And we bring him up, and that's perfect for what the Mariners are trying to do. Yeah, we have five starters in the rotation, but we can piggyback anybody. We can piggyback the Kirbys and the Logans. You saw two perfect examples, best-case examples, Mariners go out, get a big lead. Then you don't have to throw these young guys who haven't pitched a full season. You can go, hey, get me five. Okay, how you feeling? All right, we'll let you go out there and get six. And then you can bring in Boyd, and you can bring in Flexen. Absolutely. You know? And like you said, with the other guys that we brought up, Tramel, he deserved it. He did. He did. And, you know, there's there's been, there's been a lot of talk, you know, whether it should be Kelnick or Lewis or Tramel, and in this season Tramel has earned this and last year he he was the odd man out i mean lewis was hurt we were like we said what a difference a year makes we were you know waiting on lewis to come back to possibly be the savior possibly to be that thing that pushed us over he just hasn't gotten his health back he you know, he's had some unfortunate setbacks. We had the ball hitting him in the head. But he just can't get out. He, he just couldn't be trusted out in the field with, with his injury to his knee right now. He's just not ready. I you mean, know, it's it's all about timing and when you, when you get called up and where you are. They all got a chance to come up. They all got injured. And, you know, Trammell has been the guy who is, you know, Played the best in the minors and in the time that he was up here in the big leagues. Yeah, he was figuring it all out. And he's been, you know, battling this uh, hamstring thing since spring training. 
He's, you know, gutted it out. He just seems like maybe he's the healthiest, best athlete out of those three. We're looking for an extra, you know, outfielder right now. If we were starting the playoffs, he, he might not be on the roster. He's there to battle with everybody else to maybe make that playoff roster if the Mariners get into the playoffs. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself too too much right here but listen i listened to jerry depoto what he had to say today and he was talking about like why Tramel was brought up and the reason he, he said was look he's proved this year that you know he can hang on the major league hitting uh, he could hang with the major he said this year he could hang with the major league pitching he also walks a lot which you know the not my way of doing offense but yeah get guys on get that big blast so his on-base percentage is pretty good. He can play all three of the outfield positions. And if you're wondering how his hamstring is, you know, he's been six for eight on stolen bases recently. So he kind of checks all those boxes. And they said he's just an awesome, awesome teammate who's just pretty chill in the locker room that everybody gets along with. Doesn't have maybe, you know, the uh, ego or the pressure that a Kelnick or a Lewis have right now. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. And it's all, like I said, timing. You know, um, Tramel was the first guy to get hurt. Then they brought up, you know, Lewis. He got a shot, got injured. And then Julio got injured and they brought Kelnick. Those two didn't, you know, take the reins and roll with it. So, you know, they all got sent back down. And then at that time, they were all down in AAA Tacoma. And it seems like, in the Mariners' opinion, that Trammell was the guy that deserved the most to get to the, this September call-up, and that's who they went with. Right. And, you know, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, you know, Kelnick, right? Let's, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, he's been hitting very good down there. What's he hitting? Just right under 300. But, look, you know... Tramel's hitting 333. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about 35 points, 36 points better, um, you know, and, you know, you can argue who's a better outfielder. They're both really, really good. I know Kelnick's got a hose. Um, you know, Tramel's, like, you know, a year more mature uh, as far as, you know, playing. And and the, the thing yeah, is... He's a couple years older. You're exactly right. And the thing is about Kelnick, you know, he was billed as, you know, somebody like Julio. I think Julio a little bit went under the radar. Uh, not uh, way under the radar, but he, Kelnick was the guy that we were like, hey, this is the guy that's going to turn things around. There was a lot of pressure on him last year. It didn't work out. But down the stretch, like I said, what a difference a year makes. He was one of our better players going down the stretch. That just didn't work out for him this year. Um, he's, you know, and you have the Julio signing. I mean, both him and Lewis just got to be like, what the fuck is going on, right? Like, am I living in bizarro land? But, you know, this is just the unfortunate, you know, business side of baseball, too, where now, you know, they didn't answer those calls. You know, with Lewis, it's unfortunate that, you know, it's the health that happened to him. And with Kelnick, he just hasn't put it together. It, it's, it's a tough thing. But I think also bringing them up right now, either of them, and not, you know, delivering would, would make it worse. I feel like just working on stuff and getting healthy and getting mentally better for next year is, is a better move for both of these two. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean... I don't know what to tell those guys. Yeah, I'm sure they're 
frustrated, upset, wanting to be up with a big club. I mean, Kelnick was holding Believe songs down the stretch. Believe songs. Believe signs down the stretch, you know, being a big part of our run to end the season last year. And this year just wasn't as successful for him. And with the Lewis injury, yeah, he expected probably more out of himself too. But, you know, it's a business. We're trying to get in the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. We're sorry guys have hurt feelings. You know, Tramiel's probably not going to even be on the playoff roster, but it doesn't matter. We need somebody, and he's the guy that's been called upon for this year, this month of September, and he's going to give it its all. And we're going to try to win the number one seed in the wild card. Power. I have a little project. Edgar Martinez has it. And so does Eagle Hardware and Garden the best selection of power tools the most powerful brand names because if you don't have power you are not in the game now this is what i call a bet eagle hardware and garden more of everything and listen we'd be remiss in not doing our job because we we're, look we're on the internet we're on the social medias we see what's going on there's this uh there's a there's a story that's been debated but you know, you know what it is. It's it's Jared Kelnick and his what is his Instagram or his or his Twitter. He uh, deleted all of his Mariner stuff and at one point unfollowed the Mariners. Is that right? Or now he's following the Mariners? It just kind of seems like one of these like make up break up things where I I don't know. It just I, it just seems pretty dramatic. But also I feel like people that are just watching him to see what he's doing are also like enabling all of this shit. I agree with all that. From my understanding, like you said, he wiped his Mariner pictures from his Instagram. Okay, big deal. Why? Are, and people are hawking that, trying to see. It definitely triggers that Russell Wilson shit. Remember, Lee? Like I just go, yeah, I remember, I mean, and he did that, and you're just like, whoa. Where there's smoke, there's fire, but also like, you know, this guy's in his early twenties. Uh, you know, he probably had a reaction to. You know, not being called up because he's been down there busting his ass. But the, the thing is, both times he's been up this year, he hasn't delivered. Uh, you know, Lewis definitely delivered. Unfortunately, you know, got that ball to the back of his head, had the concussion. And with Tremel, you know, he's he started the year off down there, worked his way up, you know, out of circumstance, but took care of business. And, you know, that's what it comes down to. And also, where do you fit on the team? as far as this and you know Tramel might be more apt to being a role player right now and also you know I don't like to look forward or put the GM hat on right now but like maybe this is this thing where hey we're showcasing Tramel we're show we could possibly show be showcasing him yeah I mean absolutely I mean there's a lot of things to think about like you said they could be showcasing Tramel they could be wanting not to show any more of Kelnick because he's exactly gained some gained some what's the word I'm looking for he's, he's gained some skepticism yeah a lot of skepticism and same thing with Lewis I mean God I am such a I'm such a Lewis guy the only reason I don't have a jersey is because they didn't have my sizes when I, at the start of the year I mean this this guy also is another person that you know skepticism about him where you're just like hey we're doing this to you know not expose you for one maybe 
you are a trade prospect for the organization, but also protecting them as a player because these people need to make make a living out there. And, and, if, and if you put them in the bad light, they might not have places that want them to. They might not have opportunities to work anywhere. Yeah, it's gonna. You know, he's a young kid. Like you said, I thought it was a little goofy that people are hawking his stuff, but you know. As a professional athlete, and you know how polarizing Kelnick is, people are watching. You know what I hope for Kelnick? I hope he goes out this summer, works hard. If there's winter ball down in the Dominican Absolutely. or anything like that, he has a good, successful winter, works on hitting, live pitching, and comes back and says, you know, I want to beat out Jesse Winker next summer. <laughs> yeah. So... That would be the goal. That would be that would be the goal, and we don't know what's going to happen with Hanniger. I mean, we all assume he's going to be back, but you never know. You never know when it gets to, these, to the end of the year. And for these guys, you know, we wish them the best. But right now, I'm I listen. We got to focus with who's up here right now. And so this is the last we're going to hopefully talk about this for a while on the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's been cool to be here at the Charter. At the channel marker. Channel marker, I call the channel. I know it's a hard one. I channel used to, marker. So yeah, the channel in the water, mm-hmm. and then it's a marker. Oh, I got it. That's I got it. That's why I never got it before. Oh, channel oh, it's, so it's like one of those taller buoys. Okay. Yeah, buoy. So shout out to the channel marker for hosting us tonight here in lovely Edmonds, Washington. Uh, we're gonna be back live and in person at. Tacos and tequila on Labor Day for the Chicago White Sox series. We definitely have the Cleveland uh, Guardian series this weekend. We know what's coming up. Uh, you know, it's literally the same pitching, uh, for the most part, the same pitching uh, matchups, same players. Gonna be tough. Gonna be a team that, you know, if we both make the postseason, we're probably gonna lock things up with. We locked up with them in the 90s, we locked up with them. In the early 2000s, the last time we were in the playoffs, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. We'll see what's going to happen. But again, this is episode 36. You know, if, and if you're like, hey, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do a podcast. I'm going to start my own shit. Myron, tell me where the fuck I can do that. Well, you can do that by following the show notes in this episode or any other episode. Scroll down, hit the link, go to Buzzsprout. There is a $20 Amazon gift card waiting for you. I mean, you could live off of that gift card for, uh, I don't know, half a year. Or you could start yourself a podcast, pretty much getting a free month or so of a uh, basic account. That's what we did here. We've been growing this. Things have been going well. I highly recommend it. Again, go through the show notes and scroll down. Um, again, thank you for liking, subscribing, and all that good shit. Keep doing it. You know how the podcast game works. Help us out here. Anyways, Hanno, you know what time it is. Yo, so, yeah, okay, thank you for closing out the bar. What was happening over there? I was waiting for the whole, the whole charge outro. What was going down? Oh, he was just, you know... Talking, wanting to know about our episode, just checking in, you know. Okay. Saying that he's got Close some it. baseball skill. Okay. So uh, maybe we'll see him in the big league someday. Okay. Okay. He's hanging down here at the uh, 
channel marker. Okay, so we'll 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 know we'll know where we met him here. Uh, anyways, we're gonna be down at Tacos and Tequila Labor Day Monday pregame and post. Come by some giveaways, and you know let's let's cheer some white claws here on on Labor Day, and let's uh, let's hopefully we're coming in there uh, with a. Uh, you know, flawless road trip, looking to just really slam dunk down the White Sox. Again, thanks to the Channel Marker for uh, hosting us tonight. This is episode 36 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. Hannah, why don't you do the honors? You know what fucking time it is. Cheers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>